a hell of a show And man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checkerboard The big orange is back It's a fact Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, staying proud Send a message to the crowd Y'all better get used to the fact The big orange is back Big orange is back Got Rocky Top rocking all across the land And we sing it with the pride of the Southland band Hello and welcome to the Vols Deep Podcast Man, the Fairview Union gets the Vol Daddy fired up to get you fired up, Spank. Yeah, gets me fired up every time, baby. Big Orange is back, baby. We're back. Episode two, baby. We balls, balls deep, deep in this, baby. Yeah, I don't think there's a better fitting song for, for us than that one. How you doing, Corbin? I'm doing all right. I made it back from Charlotte, North Carolina for the NASCAR race in one piece, so I guess I'm doing okay. You're alive. <laughs> I'm alive. You keeping the females off of you? or? Trying to, I guess. All right, we have a big show today. Uh, the SEC spring meetings are currently going on in Desden, Florida. The main topic of concern is the new SEC scheduling format, which three set SEC opponents um, should Tennessee play each year. Um, it's a big discussion right now. CBS released its top 10 stadium environments. Where did Neyland Stadium rank on their list? Uh, we're going to talk SEC quarterbacks. Hendon Hooker had uh, some big words for Joe Milton. Talk Tennessee baseball, Lady Vol softball. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get Vols deep in you right here after these messages. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Vol Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student-athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange! To our recap now, uh, big news today, Josiah Jordan-James decided he's coming back to the team. Um, What do you all think about that? He's back. Big man's back. Um, I know there's a lot of risk 
when these players decide, hey, I want to come back because, like, heck, you never know. Like, something could happen. But then again, it's also a gamble. So, like I was just saying, anything can happen. You can also help your draft stock right there. And, hey, you never know. I think Tennessee's they got some good recruits coming in, so this could be a good basketball season. Fifth-year senior, veteran, come back to the team. He'll help guide these new players coming in. He's coming in as a walk-on, too, ain't he? He's coming in as a walk-on because all um, scholarships are full. Oh. So, Rick Barnes. That's crazy. I've blocked it, It's crazy to think about. I mean, he's obviously already graduated, but mm-hmm. it yeah. is wild to. That's just, you don't never hear that happen. <laughs> and there's been yeah. some talk, you know, why he, we, you know, why wouldn't he just go to the G League or whatever. Man, with some of these um, NIL deals, you can make more you money. You make more money just staying more money and he loves Tennessee he's like mm-hmm. a great spokesman for Tennessee so I love it um he knows Rick Barnes standard he's going to be a great leader um they released the game times for two of Tennessee football games the first one is the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia that's going to be a 12 o'clock kick oh. yeah um an 11 o'clock central time so we're gonna have to get our tailgate in quick Corbin Oh, Lord. We, we need to leave out about, I don't know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we're going to have to get started. We're going to be drunk by 3. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to have to get started real early, but at least we'll get to uh, maybe go out you know, that night in Nashville and have some fun. They also released the Florida kick, and that's going to be 7 p.m. in the swamp. Um, I'm excited that we get a night game in the swamp, but at the same time, you know, that's that's a win. That's a win for Florida. Um, you know, it'll be rocking, I'm that sure. That helps, man. Because, look, when them, them crazy gators down there, you just like them batting rage, you give them people time to drink, it's, ooh. Right. It could be scary. But I do think Tennessee is going to take over that stadium. I really do. But you got to think, like, Tennessee players, they're used to playing in hostile environments. Right. Every single week. Because there's yeah. no environment like Neyland Stadium. Like, heck, fire. These players have been through everything. Goalposts being taken down, uh, golf balls being thrown at them, musk being thrown at them. Like, heck, ain't nothing little Gator can't do. Um, Tennessee baseball has been assigned its place in the NCAA tournament. We have the Volunteer State versus the Carolinas. Tennessee plays Charlotte, while Clemson plays uh, Lipscomb out of Nashville. Uh, do you like Tennessee's seeding placement? And does it make make you feel any better about Tennessee advancing in the tournament? I thought it was very weird. I, I was expecting it Indiana State. Uh-huh. But uh, – That's kind of what was projected. That was just a shocker. Uh, Clemson is actually playing on all cylinders at the moment. They've won 11 of the past 15 games, I believe. It's going to be tough. This is going to be just tough for us. It, if we had to play Clemson, it's going to be tough. As for if we do beat Clemson, Auburn's region is next. Right. So. Yeah, I've read a lot of mixed reviews on this. Um, like you said, Clemson is on fire. I personally believe we're going to be just fine. Um, Coach Vitello seemed, you know, he seemed pretty comfortable. Uh, I think we're in good shape. I th- I really do think Tennessee is going to advance. Outfield uh, is going to have to improve. Yeah, yeah, our our errors um, are first in the SEC last time I checked, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole turnaround from last year, and this is uh, the first time we're not hosting. 
two years. Yeah, two years. So it's definitely going to be and playing we, with our backs to the wall on this one. And Tennessee's not been very good on the road all year, probably except for uh, the South Carolina series. Got to make smaller pitching decisions too. Right. Random fact, um, Charlotte's outfielder, Cam Fisher, he's actually from Hardin Valley. Really? Yeah, and uh, he also leads the country in home runs. Hmm. So. I know um, Clemson probably, you know, we'd rather be playing at home uh, instead of Clemson, but at least we ain't playing at Kentucky. Because if you heard the whole <laughs> thing going on down there at Kentucky right now, Okay. Apparently, this is what I've I heard. The hotel room. Yeah, so, something about the hotel. Apparently, uh, with they're having a country music fest down there, so all the players are having to travel, like I don't know, like an hour and forty-five minutes from the hotel just to get to play because, you know, I guess the Wildcats don't have their ducks in a row, don't have faith in their baseball team. They didn't plan out some hotel rooms in right. advance, but. <laughs> Um, Lady Vols softball, uh, they're in Oklahoma City currently for their matchup against Alabama. Alabama's a good program, obviously, um, to make it to the College World Series. Um, now, this game, kind of like the last time that, that we recorded, um, it will probably happen before we air this, but it's double elimination format, and we just want to give a big shout-out to, to Lady Vols softball, and uh, we're pulling hard for you in Oklahoma City. Um, Very impressive fun they've had this mm -hmm. year. Very impressive fun. They've even shocked me this year. Right. But Oklahoma, let's. I know this Tennessee podcast, but they're like 53 and 1 on a 48 game win streak. Like, right. <laughs> they're playing in their home state, too. Home like, state. Who does that in softball, baseball of any kind? It's going to be tough to, to knock them off, whoever, yeah. you know. But at the same time, they're kind of due. But the cream always rises to the top. That's why. Three times a charm. This is the if they go championship, it'd be the third straight championship game. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it, how it all plays out down there. Remarkable season. Uh, wish we already had the results to, to talk about, but we'll get to we'll get to do that soon. Um, Tennessee gained a great commitment, but lost a really good defensive lineman as well uh, in Dejon Terry. Let's start with the bad news. Um, Dejon Terry hit the transfer portal. But it's not, you know, not normal circumstance. It's not, you know, that that he wasn't getting playing time or, or anything. Just ha having some some issues with his family, health issues to be exact. Um, his mom and his sister um, having health issues. So I, I completely respect this decision from him. Um, it's a grown man, grown man decision. And uh, there's people bashing on Twitter, and you know they just need to kick rocks, in my opinion. I mean, that's that's about everybody on Twitter nowadays. Right, yeah. They, I mean. they do, and it's like, at the end of the day, these are 20, early 20-something-year-old 20 kids, okay? I, I respect the man for making a decision like this when he could easily, you know, let his family high and dry, but that shows the character of a guy that willing to give up, you know, something he likes to help his family out. In the, and it's mostly your keyboard warriors, the, right. the people that's, Never done anything in life, just sit back on a keyboard, thinks they know all the answers when they really don't know anything because they ain't accomplished anything in their pathetic life that wants to bash these players for doing something. But that, that's just my hot take on it. But I respect the man for his decision. Right. Tennessee will miss him. I mean, he had 16 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks last season. Um, I get the portal pisses people off, and it does me too sometimes. But, you know. It just, also helps. 
Yeah, it helps. <laughs> we moved situa- fir- that firsthand. It helps. Yeah, it helps. And but we, this this situation's totally different. And uh, yeah, we just want to wish him the best. Um, Peyton Lewis committed uh, the Vols uh, over a huge official visit weekend. He actually done it in front of the recruits, which was very cool. ESPN has him as a number two running back in the class. Two 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 four seven and on three have him as a number three running back in the class. This is a huge pickup for Tennessee. Big. You know, usually people with the first name Peyton do pretty well here at Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think he's got a good future ahead of him. I was watching some highlight videos of him. He's got one hell of a stiff, stiff arm. Yeah. And he is fast. Yeah. And he, he he's not afraid to uh just keep going after contact. Yeah, this is just massive for Tennessee and and the running back room. I mean, you got to think we're already loaded. I know we lose Jabari Small after this year, but man, we have Dylan Sampson. You have Jalen Wright. You're going to have Cam Seldon, who can play anywhere on the field. He's at running back this year, and then you've got Deshaun Bishop from Carnes, and he he lit it up during the spring. Um, he's very underrated in my opinion, but. This running back rotation is nasty. Um, I don't. I don't think a lot of people realize how how much Tennessee actually runs the football. But like Corbin said, spreading the field and then and then giving Peyton Lewis the football is going to be it's going to be wild to wild to see. It's uh, running back to Tennessee right now. It's kind of it's just wild in general because you remember there was a time when we couldn't even get two but two yards of play. Right and. And most time we would do that standard offense when we were stuck in that standard offense all the time. It's like run, run, pass, run, run, pass, and we couldn't do nothing. Right. But now we got the players, the athletes coming in that can actually do something. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee picked up like four crystal balls in the last 48 hours for two five-star receivers. That, that's wild, too. Four-star athlete and a four-star mm-hmm. offensive lineman. I mean, Tennessee is – just, They're killing it right now. Just think about the receivers and Nico if they get hooked up. Right. And Nico's playing a pretty big part, I would say, in the, you know, outside of the, you know, Josh Heupel's offense, knowing that you've got Nico coming in, you know, yeah. is, is huge. But next we'll have our first main talking point of the day. We're going to talk about the new SEC scheduling module, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We got our first talking point sponsored by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Um, So the SEC spring meetings are going on in Desden. Basically, the SEC is going to move to a potential nine-game scheduling format. They may stay at eight, um, but it's going to be it's going to be nine. um, They might they might stay for eight for another year. But anyway. How this works, each team will have three set SEC opponents that will play each other 
every year, and then the other six games will be on a rotation. But, I mean, it isn't the type of rotation that we have now. Obviously, each SEC team will have to play, you know, each other every other year except for the three set opponents. Do you like this? Why or why not? I don't I don't know about it. Like I like it to an extent because it takes away from your Tennessee it could take away from your Tennessee, Georgia, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina. It could take away from that every single year. But then again it it's also the fact of you never really get to see a whole lot of Tennessee Auburn or Tennessee Ole Miss, Tennessee, Mississippi State. Arkansas, A&M. You never get to really see a whole lot of it. Like, the only solution I would have for it, and I know you don't want to do this because, you know, schools need their cupcake games and then you need your big non-conference games for TV. But I'm telling you, I think when we had COVID, the all-SEC schedule, I thought it worked out pretty good. Now, if, if it was me making decisions, I'd go with you play 12 games, 10 number SEC, 2 are non-conference. That, that, that's just me and my prediction, but that's how I feel about it. I can agree with you on some of it. Like the uh, point where you said, oh, we play every year. We play Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Florida, mm-hmm. Alabama, South Carolina. We play them at teams every year. And, I, and that's how I kind of still want it to be. But with Texas and Oklahoma moving in, th- this is why it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And – I will say this. I don't like that Oklahoma and Texas is joining the SEC. I do not like that. But I do understand why they are joining the SEC because the TV rights money, the money that they get back from the conference. I mean, and all of college football is just starting to set themselves up for the next, like, 25 years by realigning all these conferences. Mm-hmm. So this is this is going to start happening. Like, But the thing with the – Three teams. Who's the three teams that we uh, need to play every year? Yeah, we're going to get into that here in a second. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's the struggle right now. Yeah, that's the uh, overall. I overall I do like it. I mean, I hate to lose the rivals, but it's not like it's not like it's going to be years before we play them again. So in a way, like. Let's say we miss Florida one year. Like, in a way, it kind of adds that much more. Yeah, it adds that much. Like, I'm not trying to go back on what I said, but you do got a good point. Like, whenever – and this is how it just is in life and everything. You take something away from somebody, whenever they get it back, it means more. Right. <laughs> and, like, I, I think that could intense the rivalry just a little bit. Because it's not like, oh, we got bragging rights for a whole year. It's like, no, you got bragging rights for a whole another two, maybe three years. It also also it makes us look stronger as a conference. It does because when we have to play more SEC games, even though it's one more, I mean the Big Ten is the Big Ten. I mean Ohio State, Michigan, they are powerhouses. I'll give them credit, but then they got to play Iowa, Illinois, Penn State's actually good. I'll give them credit. They're, they're the powerhouse of the the cupcakes. But Nebraska and all them and all them cupcake teams, and when it, SEC Tennessee is going to be over here playing one more SEC game, which means we have to play one more top-notch team in the nation. Mm-hmm. What I really do like about it, though, like we was talking about earlier, 
is like, when is the last time that, that Georgia has played Alabama in regular season? I mean, they're just skating by. You know, it just to me, it's just it's just time for some of these other teams to get a dose of kind of what Tennessee's slate is every single year. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. else has to play, you know, Alabama, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, year. and then, you know, the, I mean, even Kentucky, you know, Kentucky's – most of the time solid. Then we've got a team out of the West as well. So um, one thing that does bother me about it, though, is that that we beat each other up. I mean, look at Michigan's schedule. I mean, talk about a cakewalk. I mean, they don't play mm-hmm. anybody. And then you've got Ohio State. Hell, I mean, they win the MAC championship by week eight every year. I mean, that, <laughs> you know, like I just said, that's who, the, that's who they play. Um but it just sucks that the SEC does beat each other up and we don't stay fresh and then, you know, yeah. the playoffs come and we're getting a fresh Ohio State team or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, with all that being said, um, you know, Tennessee has a lot of rivalries. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky. I mean – Even Vandy. Yeah, even Vandy historically is a huge rivalry. And in recent years, South Carolina has become a huge rivalry. So – which three teams, you know, does Tennessee need to play every year? Uh, Florida, of course. You got Florida because that's our like number one rival. I think, anyways. Alabama, third Saturday in October. Last one, Kentucky. Really? Yeah, they're right above us, and we just gotta beat Kentucky. You hear mine? And I think uh, this one, it hits a little more to home. I think we need Alabama. Because, look, uh, as long as God is blessing this beautiful earth, Tennessee and Alabama, they're going to play each other and they're going to hate each other. Agreed. Uh, Then Georgia. Because, to me, they're the best team right now, and they're going to be for a minute. And to be the man, you got to beat the man. And then last but not least, I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. Because by God, you can we, we can win the SEC East. We can win the whole SEC. We can win the Natty. Every year, we need to say, without a shadow of a doubt, by God, we're the best team in the state. In my mind, initially, like just not thinking it through, it was Alabama because you just don't fuck with the third week of October. And then Florida, it, I think to a lot of people, it's more of a personal preference, not like a historic rivalry. I mean, we don't go back that that far. It goes back to what, ninety, maybe? Yeah. And then my next would be Georgia and but like I said, initially that's just my thoughts. But to me the right answer, the traditional answer, you know, um the answer that kinda has the best mix of both rivals plus being smart with scheduling. A lot of people's probably gonna disagree, but my first one would be Vanderbilt. I mean this is Tennessee's oldest rival. I mean, General Neelam was hired to beat Vanderbilt, so um, that's my that's that's one for me. I, I think the next is Kentucky. You bring back the damn beer barrel because we we, we missed the beer barrel. And anyone then, knows uh, where it's at? Look, we'll even make a new one. Like yeah, we 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 got connections. Yeah, we can make a new one. Uh, and then the third one, obviously, is going to be the third third week of October. When Tennessee and Alabama square off, and 
I would love, this is right up your alley, Spanky. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the old school home and home jerseys. That's right. Tennessee, Alabama. The that's red right. that's on right. the orange. See, look, and that, that's the thing I want, I want to talk about. <laughs> I think this needs to be a rule in the rule book every single year that one team does this a game. One team wears their orange or and or their color. Another team wears their color. I don't like white jerseys. I don't. Like a couple years ago when I think it was Florida, Georgia, they would do their rivalry. Florida wear blue, Georgia wear red. See, I like that stuff. It's old school. It is. Because back then they didn't have 29 different combinations. They just had a cloth and they had um, – Granny Smith out back, so the number on the piece of cloth, they go out there and they play football. Okay, and that, that, that's old, old school. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even have a hat. All they had in the helmet was a knee pad and a hat. That's all they had. They duct tape the knee pad up in the hat so you don't hit nobody with your head, and boom. Just old school. And it's a clean look, too. Now, the, I've opened up a bag of worms. Gordon. Now, the Tennessee and Alabama thing, I don't know about it because I get it, it's old school. But to the eye of the viewer on television, orange and red don't mix really well. Let me tell you a good rivalry. But that was back. That was before the HD. I know. Before... I, I understand why you didn't. I appreciate. It. Let me tell you what would look really good if we did do this: orange and then the blue, like Tennessee and, and then Florida, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, Florida, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, that would look good. I mean, or Vanderbilt. Let them wear black or whatever they want to wear. I don't black, know. yeah. They need a gold. Yeah, they do. But you got to win to get gold, too. So <laughs> I genuinely feel sorry for the football purist out there. I really do. Um, I'm a purist to a certain point. Kind of a hybrid, I guess. But, man, you know they have to be furious right now. Oh, yeah. Um, they they got to. They, I'm telling you, they're sitting on their stumps and they're cussing at they're, they're about as upset as a midget with a yo-yo. Like, they're just all fired up about it. Yeah, it's going to be weird, man. I mean, possibly no Tennessee-Florida every year. I mean, even games like Georgia-Auburn. Um, who knows what the SEC will decide, but what you should decide on, though, is using big orange concrete pumping for your next concrete project. Right. We'll be right back. Big orange concrete pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. 67. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page, My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. All right, next we've got Start Bench Cut presented by Maxed Out Gym. Um, Basically how this works is we're going to give five topics and then 
you've got a start one, which would be your first pick. You've got a bench one, which is your second pick. And then you've got a cut one, which is your third pick. So the first topic we have is which Tennessee wide receiver will lead the team in reception yards for the Vols this season? Ramel Keaton, Brew McCoy, or Squirrel White? Spank? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Squirrel because he, he had a good season last year. He showed uh, flashes of improvement, flashes of uh, greatness, and uh, I, I think I think he will. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from the other two, but I just think Squirrel will end up benching here with the most yards. Who are you benching? Uh, dang it. I, see, I hate this because then I feel bad. Because that's the hard part about coaching everybody. You gotta bench somebody. You gotta cut somebody. I'm gonna go Ramel. I think he's a good solid number two. And then no offense to McCoy, but sorry, buddy. Corbin, starting score uh, White last year. Five games, he had 481 yards, 108 yards against Clemson, 96 against South Carolina, and 64 against Missouri. Average 16.0 yards per game. That's pretty impressive. Nice. Yep. Uh, bench. <sighs> Bro McCoy, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I like it. He's averaged both years of a 12.8 and 11.2 another year. Uh-huh. I just feel like he's going to have a breakout year this year. He's... Last year he had six hundred sixty-seven. They say he's cut cut weight too to be faster. Mm-hmm. So he he's a big dude. Uh, but Mel Keaton, sorry, cut. But he did have eighteen point one average yards. He was last year. He is yeah. He I'll get into a little bit of that, but also we can't forget about Dante Thornton not taking anything away from him. He's going to be a huge asset for the Vols. He's the transfer from Oregon. But we've just not got to see him yet, so you know didn't didn't put him on the list. But I agree, Squirrel White. I'm starting him. Anyone in the slot for Josh Heupel's offense is going to put up big. Put me in the slot, and I'm going to put up big numbers with Josh Heupel's offense. Um, I'm going to bench Ramel Keaton, and man, everybody's sleeping on Ramel. Um, he stepped up last year for and and replaced. Uh, Tillman, and I don't think anybody makes that catch on the team, the diving catch against Florida, but but Ramel Keaton. Um, and the only reason I'm benching Ramel Keaton is because he's not going to be in the slot. He's not going to be in the slot. But And I'm going to have to cut Brew McCoy. No offense to Brew. I love him. Uh, but that that's just that's my we, order. We got to do what we got to do. Sorry. Got to do what <laughs> – Okay, Spanky, don't get hungry on us now. Um, you got moody on us last time. I did. Um, I was very hungry. I'm sorry. Which tailgate food is the best? Hot dogs, hamburgers, or barbecue? Now, look, uh, I'm not a big barbecue guy. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm not. But you cannot go wrong. And see, I don't know why we can't have both. I don't. But I'm going to have to go with hamburgers. You know, little cheeseburgers. Or number one, little little story on cheeseburgers, Corbin. I coach at uh, Coffield, and um, Friday nights I help out the press box. Uh, I have me a pregame ritual. I eat three cheeseburgers the course of a night. I'll eat one. What's McDonald's think about this? Night, well, I'm telling you, 
Sorry, Mickey D's, but you can't beat Cofield Kentucky State. Oh, first. wow. Soundbite for Cole Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but right before we're about to go out and stretch, I'll get me a cheeseburger. Okay. So then. So I, do you go out on the field and like you're eating the cheeseburger? Yes, while as, okay. I'm, as I'm So you're like to, preaching to the kids. Like, no, no, I have the burger while right you're before eating I get down there. Okay. It's a long walk. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but then right after we... The kids make their way onto the field as I'm going up press box. Get me a cheeseburger. Okay, then after wait, let me rephrase that. They go stretching cheeseburger. Halftime cheeseburger. After the game, usually a cheeseburger too. Session send people they don't know have spanky cheeseburger. So they just have spanky wrote on the yeah. The well, they don't the know the only two games. Only ate two games last year. Did not eat cheeseburger. That was Gordonsville. That was Clay County. Both them games, Cofield lost. When I mean, I about cussed out some teenage girl at the concession stand at Clay County in the state semifinals because I knew what going into it. I needed it. We needed a cheeseburger. Whole team knew it. I go up there. I'm like, I want a cheeseburger. Sorry, we don't have cheeseburgers. We just have barbecue. I about cussed it. I about lost it on this little girl and cheap. You know what I mean? I, I went back and I told him, I was like, boys, I don't know. We're in trouble. We're in very trouble right now. But I went to go, cheeseburgers one, hot dogs number two. And I swear to God. Now, look, I'm, I'll get into these. I'll start banging the table. Um, Hot dogs have to be made right. You got to grill your hot dogs. You got to have it a little bit burnt. Okay? Don't don't you give me no bold ass hot dogs because I, I won't take it. I might take it from hunger, but I won't take it. Nasty. Okay, when when you get a hot dog, put ketchup on it. You take the mustard, you throw the mustard over your back or onto the field. <laughs> One of the two. You don't use mustard. In the barbecue, I'm not a barbecue man. I like Lay's barbecue chips, but besides that, I'm not a big barbecue guy. Chef Boy R Spank on the Vols Deep Cooking Channel. Corvin? Uh when I've stopped barbecue, I'm just saying you can't beat no if, if it's good barbecue, you can't, uh, you can't beat it. I agree. Sandwiches, nachos. I mean, barbecue has no limits. We're talking barbecue. Why should the people trust you? Look at you. You skin and bones. We're talking, trust me. We're Look. talking barbecue chicken. You can barbecue ribs. Barbecue's it's, it's limitless. You're skin and bones, buddy. The people need to trust me. Look, I got a little bit of hefty on me, and they know I eat good. I drink a lot of beer, and I know what's good when I'm Well, drinking. we can tell on that one, buddy. All right, what are you uh, what are you benching, Corbin? Uh, gonna bench the uh, hamburger. Benching the hamburger, but uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta have double cheese, double tomato, double lettuce. You, you got double everything up on that thing. But I hate dude, but you gotta cut the hot dog. But I will say this: if I'm ever like way too many beers in. Ain't nothing like a hot dog with mayonnaise on it. See, that's disgusting. Shoo. That's disgusting. If you ever see me eating a hot dog with mayonnaise, it's probably a time And then call along. <laughs> call, call somebody. You, you notice he said bed. when he's drunk, so he's really not tasting what he's putting. No, on. he don't know what he's putting <laughs> in his mouth. He's not. <laughs> yeah. Corbin, like, come on, man. All right. I, I, that's I, worse than a hamburger or something with pickles on it. I remember last year, we, me and Luke was tailgating, and he looked at me and said, what the heck are you eating? I was sitting there eating a hot dog with mayonnaise on it. And I was like, I probably didn't quit drinking. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to start barbecue as well. I'm going to bench the hot dog. 
Just over the ease. It's just so easy to just grab a hot dog and eat it tailgating. It's so easy to grab a hamburger. No, you got to put all this stuff on it, and then it's dripping on your shirt. The hot dog drips. I've had dripping hot dogs. Well, I mean, you can make it drip, but more than likely the buns squish together. You're, it's a whole thing. Like, when I can just go up there and just grab a, a damn hot dog, and I'm cutting the hamburger. Dog, you... So you, much work. You can eat a hot dog cold. Yes. You I, can. I'm I've, just, I've I'm ate plenty of right cold. And look, I like hot dogs. Neyland Stadium has some of the best hot dogs around. Everything I in Neyland Stadium. You might want to lower your price, Danny White, on a hot dog, but brother, it's a good hot dog. You're and buying a good it. Good water. You're buying it. I, I am buying it. We're pissed off going that contestant line and be like, I don't want to pay for this dang thing. But you know what I do? I get it anyway because I'm a trooper. Now, after the ball game, I'll go buy a contestant food. Like, got any extra hot dogs? They used to help. That's the trick right there. Yeah. All right, next topic. According to Sports Illustrated, the top three teams in the country are number one, Ohio State, number two, Alabama, and number three, Georgia. Whether you like this order or not, what is the correct order of these three? I'm sorry, but Sports Illustrated, I don't I don't know what you do all day. I don't know if you put your hands in your pockets or write art. They made fun of my Josh Hopple tattoo, by well, the way. So then go then go kick rock. Yep. All they, all they're doing right there is they're just trying to create controversy. Somebody talks what? about them. No, what? it's probably what a slap on the face to Georgia, though. It it really is because and what really gets me is I get it. Uh, Georgia lost a bunch, but it's Georgia. It's part of the Nick Saban Kirby Smart tree. You don't rebuild. You freaking reload. Okay, what's Ohio State done? Yeah. Okay, I get it. They they gave Georgia close game last year. But they cakewalk through everything else. Every single year, the media, and I get it, we're part of the media now too with the balls deep and ball daddy and the spank and the corp here. But it's the media always wants to help out Ohio State, Michigan, oh, yeah. and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. It, it, it does never seem to fail. Notre Dame's the worst one out of everybody. I just don't understand. They're, See, they, to me, they, it's they, Ohio State. Ohio State is the worst one out of everybody. I can't stand the color scarlet. I can't stand the silver. Can't stand the pot leaves on their helmet. I can't stand anything about them. But they did, or they should have beat Georgia. That it, if cans, butts were merry and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. I think that's how that saying goes. But Missouri should have too. But with that being said, who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? See, I think you win the natty. To be the man, you got to beat the man. I've said it on here multiple times. I believe it. It'll be on my tombstone the day I die. You win the natty, you're number one. I don't care. I don't care. You start the season number one because you are the man. Number two, I'm gonna go with Alabama. You know why? Because screw Ohio State. <laughs> Corbin, enough said. Well, you got to start Georgia. They're the former national champions. And yep. you know they're just going to be just as good this year as they was last year. And for the bench, Ohio State. I give Ohio, Ohio State. Okay. I give Ohio State credit. I always give them more credit than usual. The most people does because Ohio State, even though they do cakewalk their way through the regular season, every time they go to a playoff, they do compete or they do win. And I will give them that. They actually, it's not like they 
Notre Dame will go to the playoff, get beat every time by 50 points. Okay? Ohio State will go to the playoff, and they may win. And if they lose, they're going to lose by three. Now, I will say this. I will cut Alabama. And that's because I think they're on a down downhill trend at the moment. I think the Nick Saban is kind of starting to crumble. I hope you're right. Um, I think I think Sports Illustrated is wrong with this, uh, to be honest. I mean, you've got to replace C.J. Stroud for, at Ohio State. Um, but if I had to pick for the three, it would be Georgia at one. I've got Bama at two, and I've got Ohio State at three. And the biggest reason for that, like I said, I think – the list is wrong, but just you've got to replace C.J. Stroud if you're Ohio State. Hey, controversy creates cash. It does. And Why yeah, it do? Yes. All right. Which version, which alternate version of Rocky Top is the best? Dolly Parton, Conway Twitty, or Charlie Daniels? I love Charlie Daniels. I do. And I love Mr. Dolly. But there is no other Rocky. I wish they play. I wish the boys ran out to Conway Twitty. <laughs> Conway Twitty is a gift sent down from God. He's the best friend a song ever had. To the women, especially. Oh yeah, he he was the women's pet, the men's pet. He until yeah, then he died. Then you took it over. I did. Um, Conway Twitty's the man. You can't beat it. And you hear that voice, and you just know that's Conway Twitty. The Number growl. two is. In my opinion, she is Miss Tennessee. I don't know why they give out that award every year to somebody. No. It's if we was to switch over our government system, had to elect a queen of Tennessee, Dolly Parton. Okay. She, she's our fearless leader through this state. Um <laughs> Hey, how many people got an amusement park named after them? How many people send books home to the little babies all across this country? And Dolly Parton. And look, and I get it. She she gets a little excited on stage with her alternate version. That's what we're talking about here. But, hey, it's Dolly. She's got every right to do it. Now, cut. This, this pains me because there's not a musician out there who has bled more orange and white than Charlie freaking Daniels. But Charlie, I hate to do it, but Charlie's the cut. I, I hate to do it. Charlie's getting cut. Corbin? I'm starting Charlie. I love starting Charlie. Charlie. I love, I love Charlie it. Daniels. Like, if you know me, you know I love Charlie Daniels. I love Conway. Hello, darling. <laughs> Gonna bench Dolly. I'm putting. <laughs> You're gonna cut the best friend the song ever had. He didn't. He didn't make the list. You know, Conway Twitty wrote a song. You need a man with a slow hand. Corbin, you about to catch a fast hand. Disrespect Conway Twitty one more time. But, yeah. All right, I am going to start because you cannot ever not start Dolly Parton. Um, love the version. I'm going to bench Charlie Daniels. You got to be kidding me. Um, the, the Iraq, the live Iraq version with all the troops. And, you know, he's, he's asking um, – you know, we got any Florida fans here? You got any Georgia fans here, et cetera? And then he says, "Well, you ain't gonna like this because Tennessee Vols, uh, you know, have this played every time they make a touchdown." So benching that, and I I love Conway, um, but man, that Charlie Daniels version of Rocky Top 
in Iraq is pure gold. What about Garth Brooks? Fuck Garth Brooks. What, what do you mean? What about the Osborne brothers? Osborne brothers are the obvious start, so you got to you got to make some controversy. What about Morgan Wallen? Oh wait a minute! Hey Morgan, won't you cut <laughs> Rocky Top for once? Okay, that'd be your biggest single in eight six five, baby. He's biggest a big, one. He's a busy man. He is a busy man. He's not got a voice right now either. Well, once you uh, get it clear, that's how that's how you get it clear. Just sing Rocky. Sing Rocky Top. Gets the juices going. You know, I've added Rocky Top to my morning playlist. Have I told y'all what my morning playlist is? No. To get me ready for the day. Justin Bieber. No. I listen. It used to be two. I listen to three songs. Start off. I listen to Star Spangled Banner. Taylor by Swift. Lee Greenwood. No. A good version. So no two. God, you don't know God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood? Well, you got to play National Anthem. Start. Okay. Start. Number two, the second greatest song about America. That is American Trilogy by the, by the King. Elvis yep. Presley. I'm telling you, when he says glory, glory, hallelujah, his truth is marching on, I get chill bumps. Not just because that's my entrance song, but I get chill bumps just going all up and down my body. But now I listen to Conway Twitty Rock. Elvis is the. I mean, I yeah. wish there was a. I wish there was a clip out there of Elvis singing. Oh, God. Oh. Never know. God bless the king. All right. With our last question and probably the most difficult question, ninety-nine point one, the sports animal is honoring the nineteen ninety-eight national cha- champion te- championship team this weekend at Sports Fest. Which Tennessee player was most important in the nineteen ninety-eight season? T. Martin, Al Wilson, or Peerless Price? I'm going with Al Wilson. Start now. Uh, because if you ask any of the players that played on that team, I've heard their interviews, they didn't fear Bill Palmer. They didn't fear those C to D.C. Everybody on that team feared Al Wilson, and that's what every team needs. Like, you can have your star players and everything, and that's great, but you got to have that solid leader. It not only in your locker room, on the sideline, on the field. And he backed it up on the field. Oh, he backed, yeah. He, he backed it up big time on the field. He was an animal. Uh, but he is the one, I believe, that kept that team in check and in line. A lot of stories, man. They, uh, Fred White, I heard a story on him one time. And um, basically, he jerked Fred White up on the sideline and said, if I ever outrun you, to the football again. He's like, man, you're going to have problems. Right, and there was uh, there was stories of him, um, I mean, doing kind of the same thing to Peyton, you know, in the locker room and stuff. So, and, I mean, and when you're – Who in the hell, you know, does something to Peyton Manning? I guess I know, Al yeah. Wilson does. That, that's and, dropping you nuts right there. All right, so who you benching? I'm going to bench T. Martin. Okay. I, I hate it because T, he had every – he had all the pressure in the world. It, it's no act to follow the greatest player of all time. It ain't. It, it's hard. Right. Okay? I, I think Joe Joe Milton, I think he, he's going to have to learn a lot from mm-hmm. T. Higgins here. Or not T. Higgins, T. Martin. T. Higgins is a uh, Yeah, I got you. Uh, but Both from Tennessee. They, uh, yeah, we no, could have had him. No, I'm pretty sure oh, T's from like Maryland oh, or something. Oh, wow. But, um, but no, it, it is hard to have him to play after a legend because then – you make all these comparisons and everything. And I think T, I think he performed at the task act. He got us to a natty. At the end of the day, that's all that matters to get to a natty. Uh, then last but not least, Peerless Price. I get it. 
hate, hate to cut the man, but with circumstances we are given by the Mr. Vol Daddy who's making these questions, fearless, you gotta go. Call me out like that. Corbin? I hate to say it, but I agree 100% with Spanky on all of them. Right, I mean, right. it's hard not to. And I, I do too. Exact same. Um, Al Wilson was a heart, the soul, the enforcer. He was a know. fucking man. He was, yeah, just a man amongst boys. Mm-hmm. Um, T, same thing. A lot, you know, a lot of people disrespect T to this day. Um, a lot of people don't even know that T won the championship. Yeah, so they ever, I mean, ever like if you if you ask. A hundred people yeah. who won the nineteen ninety eight championship. They'd probably, they'd probably say Peyton. They would yeah. say Peyton. I mean, even that was it. ESP. Who was the broadcaster last year during? During I think it was like the Alabama game. Or something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I forget they, which game it was, but I think it was Alabama. Is it Alabama or Florida? And they had the camera on Peyton, and they said he won the national championship. Yeah. And I was like, damn, how embarrassing is that? Yeah, gotta be? especially on like the ESPN's part or whatever. That's, yeah, it's crazy. Like get your but ducks in a row. A lot of disrespect to T. Uh, well, they put the graphic up on the screen. Yeah, the graphic. They and put everything. the graphic yeah. up on the screen. But I mean, T got it done, and, and nobody expected T to get it done. And I love Peyton, but T done what what Peyton couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I got a bench. Got a bench T. Um, and then it sucks to even say, but you know you got to cut somebody. And to me, that would be Peerless Price. No disrespect, but and it wasn't, if it wasn't for his can't, you know catch against Florida State, I mean Tennessee might not win that win that game. But mm-hmm. we're talking the whole season here. Not that Peerless didn't have an amazing season, but got to cut somebody. So that was our start bench cut presented by Maxed Out Jim, and uh, we'll be right back. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, childcare, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big-time powerlifting competitions. For my powerlifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it. You just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopple together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen... The thunder thighs on the vol, daddy. You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership, throw away the Planet Fitness membership, throw away the National Fitness membership, and it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. Free food, free drinks, Free games and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club for as little as $5 you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols! And we're back. We've got our second talking points of the day presented by Trident HydroClean. 
CBS released its top 10 stadium environments. I'm going to go down the list, and you tell me if you agree, disagree, and why. At number 10, CBS has the Rose Bowl. It's not an environment. They do it once a year. I, I'm confused. They mean USC or the Rose Bowl? I'm not sure. Because it's the same stadium, ain't it? I think it's got a new name to like Coliseum. It's the yeah, Coliseum, and then... Well, they got the... They got a LA Coliseum out there already. Yeah, but it's—I I agree. It's just—it's just dumb. Um, I, I guess they're literally just talking about the Rose Bowl game. The Pac-12 is born to me. Yeah, like the whole fan, like every, the whole Pac-12 fan base just born. Well, heck, do you blame them for being born? They got what—they got stacked till ten o'clock at night. Watch their games. It's late. Spank- it's later than that sometimes. Spanky, it's like. Seven o'clock there right now. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number nine, we've got Clemson. I can agree. Clemson I can agree. Clemson needs to be in the top ten because you know when they they run down the hill, that's the most exciting. They touch a rock. Yeah, they touch a rock and they run down the hill. I've been told that from people that's been to Clemson Stadium, they said that it's so loud at sometimes that the shape stadium is shaking below the feet. I have been told by a couple people I know too as well that that's one of the best entrances that they've ever seen. Really, they said it's just it's just cool. It's just cool. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with this as well. Not a very big place, but I mean, they do get rowdy and good fan base. Um, number eight, Texas A and M. Yes, I think. I mean, the cowbell was annoying the shit out of me, but then again, I kind of do love it. I mean, that whole environment there, I think, is pretty pretty lit. Yeah. Uh, with Texas A and M. I know they do. What is it? That midnight call, whatever, like midnight. Yeah, midnight yell or call. Or, they yeah. do something. I don't know why I can't just go to sleep. Uh, You're like halfway out of the camp. I'm like, you need to scoot over. Yeah, you need to. I'm just trying to be comfortable. There you okay. go. Um, but no, then they all start swaying side to side, and pretty cool. They got an. Ag- I don't even know what an Aggie is. Anybody? If I know an Aggie. Is. I think it's like a dog. If somebody could put in the comments what the hell an Aggie is. We'd... I'm pretty sure it's a, uh, my, I'm, is it a dog? Well, they got like a bulldog, don't they? Oh, that's, no, it's like a, no, it's that's, a, that's Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, it's like a, uh, I don't know. It's some sort of long-haired dog. Um, in the past, I would agree. I mean, the 12th man and all that is awesome. But last year, man, they, they kind of, I think they kind of fell out of the top 10. Yeah, I mean, did you they, see some of them pictures? Of, oh, yeah, they had 12 men there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, some of them, you know, it'd be like halftime and like half the stadium's there. So yeah, look like a Miami uh, Hurricane game. Okay, at number seven, we've got Notre Dame. I cannot stand Notre Dame. If anybody wants to know anything about me in college football, I cannot stand Notre Dame for nothing. I just, I just don't see what. I get it; it's the name, but here's my hot take on Notre Dame. They're not that special without Nick Rodney. For the movie, Rudy. Rudy, yeah. They're without them, I, hate, I, don't yeah, I'm, I can't. I'm, I hate that. Movie. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I'm 50-50 on this placement, though. I mean, they have they have a great fan base. They got a good tradition. They're about a, them. a good that, tradition. They're annoying, but yeah, I'm like 50-50. I don't really like. What are your colors? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Here we go on the uniforms. I I, I just see people. It's like navy or gold or got green. green. What? If you're going to be the Irish, go green, baby, or go home. Like, where have you ever seen a Navy leprechaun? (laughs) 
Okay, number six, Oregon. Oh, dear God. Again, it, 10, 8, 10 p.m. games. Um, But Oregon does have some of the best uniform combos in the game. We've discussed that. They got their mascot, who I think is probably. The mascot is cool. He, I'm telling you, he's a, he loves Oregon. He's a, he loves Oregon. No, I don't, I don't like green and I don't like yellow. I mean, two colors in this world, I do not like that in purple. Um, but I just don't, I don't know. I guess it's cool walking in and seeing all the nifty Phil Knight stuff there, I guess. I'm 50, I'm 50 and 50 myself. I mean, Oregon's probably the best crowd base for the Pac-12. Them or Utah. I think Utah actually has a pretty stout fan base, to be honest with they you. They do. They're not bad. But uh, Oregon, I mean, they they do pack the stadium full, and it is usually loud. Another yeah, I'm gonna like, on the rise, Colorado. They have a good um, like but, fan base, but I'm gonna this hundred percent disagree with Oregon. I mean, they hold like fifty four thousand ducks in there. Um, it looks like a a John Deere convention. Um, so I mean, just just get them out of my top ten. I do think it's a shame that I remember when Tennessee had to go up to Oregon. I don't see why they didn't have to come down here. Right. Play. Because I'm telling you, if we could get them to come down here and we can get all thousands of Tennessee balls to bring duck calls in, oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh, it would be wild. And they're, well, we, when did we play them? 2013, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Tennessee that, that is right. They were all white right. and they wore all yellow. That is right because I was, uh, I was in Hawaii watching that one in the Army. Um, Tennessee comes in at the list at number five. Um, do Talking. I do I even need to go here? I don't think we need to talk about it. I don't. Uh, just a joke, man. Um, I mean, we we probably should be happy to be in the top five just with the media and, and how bad they hate Tennessee. But personally, to me, it's a it's a slap in the face. Um, Especially compared to top four. Yeah, I mean, if compared to the top four, it is really bad. I mean, Josh Pate, the you know very famous commentator, um, even said last year that that Tennessee is the loudest environment that he's ever he's ever experienced. You know, as a reporter, um, I've actually met two CBS reporters who said the exact same thing. Um, Tennessee belongs at number one. You can call me a homer. They belong at number two. At the very worst. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, we got the most passionate fans yeah, in I college mean, football. I don't even know if we need to just go into a discussion with these top, with these I mean, four through two. Like, really? We sold out for Akron last year. We yeah. sold out for UT Martin last year. I mean, come on. I mean, nobody else does that besides... Nebraska, which I really don't understand why they're not in here. They have been awful for how long? And they get I, and they're they're sold out every every game for like week. I can't even remember the the length, but it's a long time. I've got Nebraska vote down as a uh, what do you call that a, uh, a what is it called the uh, that you're just that you want to opt in kinda? Yeah, I guess uh, Nebraska. The fans have. Be as shit as they've been. They still sell out every game, and I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. know how. All right, because there ain't nothing to do in Nebraska. <laughs> number four, uh, Michigan. God, I, can't. I put Michigan about. 
You gotta give six res- to six to ten. I'd put Michigan. You gotta give them respect. I hate Michigan. You gotta give them res- respect because of the tradition and the big house. You got to. But head Tennessee, no. Yeah, definitely not ahead Tennessee. Um, I think it's close to being right. I mean, the big house is is awesome. But going into number three, how in the hell is Ohio State at number three when they can't even protect it against the only competition they play all year, which is Michigan? Um, I don't get it either. Ohio State, no, I mean, you might be able to put them at five or six or something, but no, get them. No. Get them out. Get them out. Corb? Ohio State? Mm-hmm. I'd probably put them six to ten. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. They belong in the top ten, but they're not. They they got a big stadium. They're, they are passionate. They are loud. It's just six to ten. Okay, and number two, Penn State. I'll give Penn State this. They do deserve in the top five. When they do their wide out. The wide out is awesome. Even though I want to. Should I go into why I don't like the wide out so much? To me, whiteout's kind of stupid if your home team is not wearing whiteout. Because yeah, if you I think about you. it, all it takes is for a team to go in there and wear all white helmets, white jerseys, white pants, and it looks like they're supporting them. It's like, I, I get it, I get it, because white pops. And, like, it does look good on TV. But, like, come on, Penn State, if you're going to do a whiteout, wear white. Okay, it ain't that hard. Call up school, be like, hey, we're going to wear white jerseys this week. Where are you home? Okay, that's fine. I don't know any school that's going to argue not want to wear their white jerseys. I, I don't know. What about the environment, though? Are they... Are they? I, I think they're pretty loud. Uh, there's that clip on YouTube of the Michigan quarterback can't even get his cadence, cadence off, and oh, Khakis McGee Harbaugh was uh, <laughs> complaining that it was too loud in the stadium. And then they've got LSU at number one. Hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead. He's got to say something. Tennessee's number one, but for me, Penn State's number two. Penn State number I, two. I love Penn State's crowd. I actually want to go to a Penn State I, w- I would like to go. Just to experience that because they get crazy, loudy. It's like people's hanging from the rafters inside that stadium whenever they're pregame and when they score a touchdown, right. it's, it's just absolutely crazy. And they sell it out every single game. And they've have made a hell of a comeback from what they went through. Right. And, and, and they and their fan base, through that whole time, stuck with them. Is it raining? It is raining. Dang. <laughs> is it even post-rain day? I don't know. It wasn't post-rain unless it was in Charlotte Hopefully for NASCAR. they can't so. hear it on the microphones. But. but Penn State's fan base, they did stick through them through that whole ordeal. Thick and thin, and they're still as rowdy as ever. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they belong personally to me at two. Um, but awesome environment. The whiteout is awesome, and I would probably put them around four if it was me. Could you imagine we didn't whiteout? It wouldn't happen because people want to wear different <laughs> colors again. All right. So LSU at one. LSU belongs in the top five. They belong in the top five. No doubt about it. Now, Luke, I know you didn't get the full LSU experience last year. because One thing about them Cajuns, they don't wake up. Um, but it, it belongs in the top they five. They tailgated all night. 
Heck. And wait, and was at the stadium. Like, they they tailgated that night, and then. Heck, I think they belong in top three. Not number one ahead of Tennessee. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. well. I mean, did did CBS even watch the Tennessee? I don't think they did. I mean, like, and, and I get it. It wasn't at night, but they they didn't even sell out versus Tennessee. Um no. Like I said, Tennessee sells out against Akron, against freaking UT Martin, and you're gonna, you know, like, and I don't, I don't care what time the game is. You don't let another fan base come in there and own mm-hmm. your house the way Tennessee come in there and owned LSU last year. Now I'll, I'll, I'll hop off the Tennessee home for just one minute, okay? When Tennessee is good, we are competitive. There's no other environment like it. Right. Now, through the Lyles, through no Mister Clean, he, Lyle he had a lot of he did a lot of ups. He did. He had a bunch of bad too. I think the loudest I've heard it is twenty fifteen Oklahoma or Florida. Twenty sixteen Florida was really loud. Uh, but through the Lyles, the Mister Cleans, and the Orange Bridges, um, Neyland, there's a few times Neyland. It was just, it was just a big atmosphere, you know. The, the crowd really didn't take control as much as it does now. But when Tennessee is on fire, nothing else stops it. Corbin, well, I already said Tennessee's number one. Okay, of course. Where do you think? Do you think LSU is two, or where would you put LSU? I LSU be top five. Yeah, Death Valley, it's awesome stadium. But I will say this: I'm going to do this real quick. Kick the Rose Bowl out, top ten. Okay. Kick Notre Dame out, top ten. Okay. Kick Oregon out, top ten. Okay. I'm going to put three teams in the top ten. Virginia Tech. Okay. Exit light, internet. That that pregame is just something. Sandman? Sand, inner Sandman I'd like is just to something go. else. I'd like to go. To, to experience inner Sandman there. I would like I'd, to see how loud it is after that, too. Like, you know, like a full game, like, is it just, because some of them, like, entrances are just, like, fire, and then it's like, okay. I, th- I think it kind of gets pretty boring in Does there. Does it? Okay. But, I don't know, I've never been. Yeah, I, w- I would like to see. But f- I- I'm going to put Florida State top in. Really? Spanky loves that. I don't. I think Florida State has a great atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, they, they did steal it from the Atlanta Braves, I will say that. Yeah. And then Alabama. Oh. Got Alabama in the top ten. Now well, here, I think you're forgetting a couple. We will find out um, this year when we go down there. We can we can judge that. Yeah, we'll judge that. I, I'll give you a couple. Okay? Florida. Um, when just like we'll experience this year, and them crazy. I will say Florida. When, them crazy days. Florida men. Because you know all about the stories of the Florida man. Mm-hmm. Them crazy Florida man get time to drink and everything. It, it's the swamp. Okay? They say only gators get out alive. But um, then another one you're forgetting, Corbin. And I think this is just the environment. West Virginia. And all them crazy West Virginians. I, I wish I did. Take me home. Yeah. You- I, I wish we trademarked that song. But. We don't. Have you ever saw, uh, like, after the West Virginia game, like, what they do on the streets? It's like 
crazy ass shit. Oh really? Yeah, like they'd like destroy their city and for like beating like the, the University of UTEP or somebody. Why they probably last one? I'm gonna go Missouri. Oh, I'm kidding, everybody. Man, I'm kidding. I was like spanking you. I was about to say I've, I'm I've been to Missouri yeah. Stadium. I'm I, Missouri is, I am gonna go with Mississippi State. I will say Missouri. Mississippi State's cool because I'm, them cowbells. There's there's not there's a reason that the Mississippi State fans feel naked when they got to go on the road because other schools will not let them use the cowbells. That's pissed off Mississippians holding in a whole week so they can come back home and use them cowbells. They're using that right. Hey, when they're yanking and twanging that thing right there, they're using every bit of heart and soul they got into All kinds it. of rotator cuff problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Milton. Um, man, Hendon Hooker had some strong words for Joe Milton. And I quote, I'm expecting a national championship. I'm expecting a Heisman Trophy. I'm expecting the real deal. He is the best quarterback in the nation. There is no doubt about it. If there are questions about that, we need to go back and we need to watch the film. Thoughts? Um, do I think Joe Milton can get it done? Yes. I think he can. Now, Heisman, that's... It's... I wish it was best player in college football. Sadly, it's not. It's the best player on the top ten team. Right. And do I think Joe Milton could get it done? I think he could. But it's like with the whole T. Martin thing. I worry that that media might ride of this whole, well, it's the hypo offense and all that stuff. But do I think he can get it done? Hey, if he can throw a tennis ball, tennis ball 100 yards and he can throw a football, what was it? 85? 80-85, yeah. yeah. As long as them receivers can get to it. And see, at quarterback, it doesn't matter how far you can throw the ball. Okay, because at the end of the day, you got to get your ball to the receivers. and you got to make the right reads and progressions. We're about to see how good you can catch the ball when we get Big Joe on the show. Hey, look, I'll I'll catch it, but I'll stand distance away. Well, you can't go that far. we got to be... What do you think? Fifteen, twenty? No, I I don't know. You're about going that. back for you're. I mean, you're just asking for more velocity at this point. I'd rather it be up high in there, and I gotta catch it like, like look. Oh, we get got, my pink, cross my pinkies. No, we've we've got to go. Hit me in stride, baby. Hit you're, me in stride. You're, you're taping your fingers. You're gonna put a helmet on. We're gonna go to Cofield High School, and he's gonna damn launch. He he can like warm up with you, just like oh, drast, You know what I mean? I like my hands. I heard That's I have a nice touch in my hands. And, is that what the ladies say? Yeah, but we can't we can't hurt Spank's hands now. Death, no, death grip for his wrestling. Yeah. Okay, uh, Corbin. I think if uh, Joe uh, improves as much as he did from the year before to last year, mm-hmm. this year he improves just like this past year to this year, like he did. Two years ago, I think he's gonna be pretty good. He's got the potential, and they say history repeats itself. Yeah, and this is definitely a scenario for Peyton and D. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for me, Joe has all the tools. I mean, he's just—he's a freak. Um, he's got—he's just got to get his accuracy down. He's—he's—he's he's way better than he was when he first oh, came. Oh, hundred percent. He improved he, so much in that off season, and mm-hmm. I'm just hoping he improves that much more. 
Yeah, for me, it's literally all between Joe's ears. Um, I think he's got the potential. Probably the strongest arm, definitely top three strongest arm in college football history. Um, Ten touchdowns last season as a backup with no interceptions. 144 pass attempts in his career at Tennessee with how many interceptions? Well, Big goose egg. Um, so, I think that we can go as far as Joe wants to take us. With that being said, um, who are your top five SEC quarterbacks this upcoming season? Uh, number one, mine's going to have to be Will Rogers at okay. Mississippi State. He's, he's got the most experience out of everyone in the SEC. Um, he's got the stats to prove it. I know the air raid system, it helps him a lot. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with uh, oh, Big Joe. Joe Milton, I think he can get there. Too. Okay. Um, number three, I'm going to go with uh, KJ from Arkansas. Will Pig Suey. Uh, he, he, he's another veteran. Ooh. Pig. Suey, raise your back. Um, but he's another veteran in this league. Seen a lot, done a lot. Um, at the end of the day, people can say what they want about raw talent and everything. But until you've been in certain situations, to me, I'll always pick veterans. Uh, because okay. the player could have all the intangibles in the world. But if he's not up against the dogs, you don't know what kind of dog he is. Uh, number four, uh, Daniels. At LSU, he's uh he improved he he got a little bit better last year. He helped them lead that little stint they had after we beat them. What was it? Fifty points. I was fifty. Um, and number five, can't even think of a fifth one. Oh, Spent Spencer, South Carolina. Like, I'll put him on there because I just can't think of any of. I'm going to have a two-way tie for one and two. Okay. K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas, who last year just tore it up. 33 touchdowns, 3,300 yards, phenomenal stats. Hell of a player. I think Arkansas is going to have a pretty good season this season. Joe Milton <clears throat> be tied with him. Okay. Uh, I already said what I think about Joe. Joe's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's going to lead us. Yeah, uh, number three. Say whoever Georgia's quarterback is going to be, which is between three guys right now. Right. <clears throat> and, but, and listen, Georgia is going to be phenomenal this year. We already know that. It's not a secret. Georgia's going to come out and they're going to be phenomenal, great for a championship. And whoever they have as quarterback is just going to be just, it's like they produced running backs. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. And a kicker that played for like 10 years. Uh, number four, Jaden Daniels, LSU. He's really good. And. Number five, Bill Rogers, Mississippi State. Okay. Actually, Will Rogers, number four. Okay. I think Mississippi State, after what happened with Mike Leach last year, I think they're going to have that fire in them this year. Come out, play good, play for Mike. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of passion and, and stuff from – Probably for the next, you know, four, four years or maybe five, just for you know, just his players, his recruits. I do think it's kind of sad about the whole Mike Leach thing. I know yeah, Mike was awesome, man. I Another thing Leach. that is sad though, and I think 
college football needs. The NCAA needs to change their ruling on a college football Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, the winning percentage. Like he was going to get there. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think they need to make an exception for this one. I think Mike Leach should go in the Hall of Fame. I yeah, I think they eventually do. Um, I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to go number five, Devin Leary from Kentucky. Um, if he has an O-line, I, I think watch out. Um, number four, I'm going to go Jaden Daniels from LSU. Uh, rough start last year, but finished very strong. Um, I think he improves even more um, in 2023. Number three, I'm going to go K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas. Um as long as he can stay healthy, um, just a huge talent. Number two, I'm going to go Will Rogers from Mississippi State. Um, I am worried about him not having Mike Leach, you know, uh, calling plays. Rest in peace, Mr. Leach. Uh, but he owns, like, every passing record in Mississippi State history, and I think it's going to be wild to see um, what he can do this year. And number one, call me a homer, but the progress he has made – Year one to year two, how he looked in the Orange Bowl game. I mean, look at Hendon Hooker, perfect example. How relevant was Hendon Hooker at Virginia Tech? And I think, you know, Hendon Hooker wasn't that relevant before Josh Heupel. I think this offseason, Joe Milton takes a bigger step. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker up on his word for Joe's expectations. Joe is taking over where Hendon left off, and I'm all in on Joe. And uh, we're going to kind of do something new here real quick. Um, we had a, a fan, I guess, question from uh, Spanky's buddy, Dakota Smith. My man, Dakota. Um, he asked, where does Hendon Hooker rank? Two-part question. Where does Hendon Hooker rank all time against uh, past Tennessee quarterbacks? And I'll I'll we'll just go with uh with that part first. Okay, so we're we gonna try to rank them or um I mean, well we can just say instead of saying viewers down here. I say he's in the top five. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I'd say you got guys like Peyton Manning, uh, you got uh, T Martin, you got to put Josh Dobbs in there. You got two. You've got Dobbs. You've got you know you've got. People like Dewey Warren. You've got Heath Shuler. Heath Shuler, yeah. Um, but, man, just imagine if we had him the full four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't even get to see him play for two full seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, you know, look at his numbers. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Corbin? I think you hit the nail on the head with that one because, like you said with Virginia Tech, we really missed out on what we could have had if we right. had him all yeah. four years. And it's kind of, it's a shame that he kind of wasted his time in Virginia Tech. I just top five all time. Yeah, I'd yeah. put him at fifth. I wouldn't. I would put him around around that. Um, I think he, he didn't win a Heisman. Right. He didn't win a national championship. I think. Yeah. I think if uh, man, I think if he don't get hurt, then he might he might be at that. You know. Even even not even playing two full seasons, I think if he don't get hurt, man, he could possibly take that number two spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Kelly, Andy Kelly, yep. Hey Schuler. It's it's a, it's a tough list to you know to be on. Um, 
but it's been a while since we've had somebody that can make that top five list, and that's nice to be able to talk about. Um, the second part of his question was, if Tennessee doesn't finish 11-2 and two this year, do we count this season as a loss? If you do count it as a loss, does that mean that Tennessee isn't back? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. It's a good question. Um, you know, to me, it's just competitive side of me. What's everybody's goal start the year? What What's every team's goal? You win the natty. Right. And if you don't win it, then, yeah, it's a disappointing season. Right. But from where Tennessee has been, if they finish 10-9, and nine, I don't see why anyone could really be pissed, like upset. I really don't. Because I get it, there's so much hype going into it. But you got to just take a step back. And Did you say 10-9? and nine? No. Nine ten win, my bad. Okay, you gotta remember we're filming it at the butt crack of midnight. Batman's out running around right now. I've had fourteen hours sleep since Sunday morning. It's Wednesday. Well, look here, the spanky. Thank you. We've been here waiting on you since like four thirty. Look, the spanky's gotta get his beauty rest, boys. Cause look, oh lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I agree. Um, be upset, but I just don't think it's waste because we're still, as long as we're still growing, still showing improvement, it matters. How them losses are, we take them. That that's my thing. It matters. Yeah. Um, if Tennessee doesn't finish eleven and two, um, I I say it's not a failure. Um, r- real tough schedule. Um, and I know people absolutely hate to hear this, but Tennessee's still rebuilding. And I mean, this is just Josh Heupel's third year. His first year, we was down, what, 38 players on the roster? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is probably going to be his full year that we have a full-capacity roster because of Cornbread Pruitt, you know, and all this, you know, the self-sanctions and stuff. So, um, man, we don't even have our results from NCAA back yet um, on what's going to happen. So, like – I think anything under nine and three regular season would be a disappointment, but that that to me is the is the line. Corbin, I look at every like every year for the past fifteen years. I've looked at it like if we get nine wins, that's phenomenal. Right, eight wins is okay, and we have the opportunity to uh, go twelve and zero, go. 11 and 1, mm-hmm. go 10 and 2. And if we didn't make it to 10 and 2, we went 9 and 3, then I would be happy. This is, this is, this is something we haven't been able to exp- right. have happen in so long. And we got the recruits coming in down the line. And I know people hate to hear that, too. Yeah. That, uh, oh, yeah, you just got the recruits coming. We, we, but we actually do. We The recruiting class is right there. Oh, it's, it's coming. We still don't have, like, the entire recruiting class. Right. Last year's class was good. I mean, I mean, it was like primarily defense, but I mean, what did Tennessee need last year? So, um, uh, we're, I mean, what does the Fairview Union say in our intro song? I mean, I mean, I, I think Tennessee's back, um, regardless of their record, unless they just completely just shit the bed. I think, um, oh, we'll definitely, I, I think agree. we're definitely back. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, that was our our second segment. Second good job, Dakota. Huh? Good job, Dakota. Yeah, good. Questions. Oh, good job, Dakota. Yeah, we appreciate you, Jacob Haney, with Trident Hydro Clean for sponsoring that.
Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. Next, we have the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spank and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions. And the winner not only gets bragging rights, and today they're not going to get any nice hardware. They're going to get a pretty Walmart belt uh, to drag around with them while ours is getting made. Make my day. This is Sparta! And pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Okay, first question. Which Tennessee position coach has the most pressure on them this season? Josh Heupel. Wow, okay. I mean, he's third year. He's got to back up his past two years. He's got all this hype behind him. I got all these recruits. Joe Milton couldn't be firing off. He's got a chance of taking us to an SEC championship, possibly a national championship. It's Josh Heupel. So yeah, I never thought that's a wild question. I got Tim Banks. Tim Banks. Okay. DC. Yeah. Uh, defense got to defense got to step it up. I would go with the OC, but I think offense pretty much will stay the same. But I still think it's defense coordinator. Defense got to improve. And I think I think he's defense got to. All right. With Tennessee landing four-star running back Peyton Lewis, this puts the Vols having the number nine recruiting class in the country currently. Does Josh Hoppel land a top five recruiting class this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. In my mind, he does. But in ESPN's mind, everybody else's mind, they're not going to let that happen. Right. No. That ESPN, they're scared. Okay, They're scared of the orange. They're scared of the white. They're scared of the checkerboard. They're scared of kneeling. They're scared of Smokey. They're scared of Ball Navy. They're scared of Balls Deep. They're scared of us all. Okay, that's why they don't want to give us the credit that we deserve. Okay, Tennessee's not only going to be a top five recruiting class next year, but then here's my hot take. Within the next three years, we'll have the number one recruiting class in the nation. Okay. Because all them recruits know one thing. They want to get balls deep in it, Daddy. They do want to get balls deep in it. So you don't think like on three or anybody, you know, 247 will have his number number top five? Or are you just going off ESPN? They, they might, but right. ESPN's top dog, so we got to listen to top dog. All right, who's going to take the crown in the NBA Finals? Miami Heat. I want the Miami Heat. But if it even makes it to a game five. I mean, he might win, but oh, I, don't, wow. I don't even think he'll make it to a game five. I think the Nuggets are too dominant right now. I'm just going to go with the Nuggets. Eight, four games to two. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Kevin Love. Jimmy Buckets is uh, – that's crazy Kevin Love is still playing basketball. I know. It I, is crazy. <laughs> I remember when he went to Minnesota. What was that, 2011 or something? Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, that whole team has the potential to be an NBA. 
when the NBA playoffs started, I said that the Miami Heat has the potential to be the first eight seed to build a championship Man. with it with the talent that they have. And look where they're at. They done a really good job uh, holding the Celtics off. Cause you, I thought for sure. Could you imagine if the Lakers would have won two? It had two number eight seeds. Yeah, it'd be wild. It'd be very wild. All right, with all the changes coming to college football, is it starting to lose its purity, or are we making progress? Well, to me, I wouldn't go losing purity because at the end of the day, and I know the old gray heads are not going to like this. You got to change with the times. Right. Times are changing. Like I, back in the 90s, they thought Steve Spurrier was some evil man when trying to throw Offense, the ball yeah. on first down. Because, you know, back then, you only threw it on third down if you needed to. Y'all, it's first, second downs, your run downs. Your third down was your pass downs. But no, Steve Spurrier, he came out, threw the ball all over the field. And people thought that was groundbreaking or whatever. And then the whole East and West conferences and conference championship games. People thought... How how could this be? I don't understand this. Then you get to the BCS. Then you get to the college football playoffs. Every year we're making we're making changes because not only is college football changing, but hellfire, this world's changing. And we gotta change with the times. Corbin. Uh, it's keeping its purity in a way. Right. But it's changing like to piss me off in a whole different way. You, you gotta adapt with the times, brother. I understand. What pisses me off is the making changes with like the game clock. And mm-hmm. whenever you get a first I've got day. that down too for us to talk about on a talking point. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You don't know about that one yet? Well, we'll get uh, into it. Uh, so you want me to save that one? Uh, you can talk about it a little talk bit. Talk about it a little bit, brother. But, okay, so. But I get, I get exactly where you're going with it. With the uh, game clock, oh, they're going to stop the clock. No, they're not going to. They're not going to stop the clock after. A first down. Yeah. Which is kind of the NFL way. They're doing that to speed the games up because games are taking too long. I do not agree with that. Like, I games do take a long time. But whenever you got ABC and CBS and ESPN, these big primetime games, there's more commercials. That's why they take so long. Exactly. Because it's more money in the pocket. Right. But at the same time, I mean, it just... A lot of it also is like baseball in a way. Like people's mind spans nowadays is focused on 15-second TikToks and YouTube video highlights. Right. They don't have the they don't have the attention spans to sit down and watch a full-length college football game. They'd be like, oh, I'm just going to watch the highlights on YouTube for five minutes, and that's all I'm going to consume. And that is not good for the sport. I 100% agree with that. All right, last question. Which NASCAR driver will finish – with a better career, Joey Logano or Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch. He's got 226 NASCAR career wins, the top three series combined, two-time NASCAR Cup champion, one-time Xfinity Series champion. We know how I feel about NASCAR, but I'm going with Joey Logano. Why are you going with Joey? Kyle Busch is the man, son. I'm... I'm sorry. He's done it all. He's done it all. Yeah, he's probably the left turn king. I'll give him that. I don't know. Left turn. By the time Joey retires, he won't have a quarter of the wins that Kyle Busch has got. Well, hell far. By the time he retires, I might have two quarters. I don't know. Like, I, I care less about NASCAR. Like, I could. I, let me tell you, there's some things I'd rather watch. I, I'd rather watch 
cornhole tournament on ESPN Ocho instead of an NASCAR race. You know, speaking of cornhole, I was at the beach about a year ago. Drunk as shit on the beach. Darker. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the Tennessee cornhole boards with me, and I saw this, like, Georgia people beside me with the whole Georgia setup, uh, Georgia cornhole boards, and I went over there and challenged the cornhole match. Did you beat them? Well, they told me that I thought they was messing with me, like, oh, he, he he's played in the cornhole tournament stuff on ESPN and stuff like that. So I played him. He beat me 21 to nothing. Uh, okay. Probably. Yeah. In about, I don't know, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. And then I looked him up on YouTube, and there he was on ESPN. Oh, hell. I'm going to have to give uh, give the belt to Mr. Corbin Rogers for, you damn for, ha- right. for, ha- for having detailed answers and putting a little effort into this thing. I had the most vibe-winning. The people give love me. Give my damn belt. The people love me. All right, that's a big thank you to Premier Excavation. Um, that it, <laughs> Corbin, Corbin's getting his belt. The you're right a paper champ. champion, you know that. Hey, paper champ. Or right, hey, Travis, if you're watching from Premier, we're gonna we got an awesome belt coming. So don't, don't laugh at us yet. All right, we'll be right back. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865 360 6176 residential or commercial that's ZNN Concrete 865-360-6176 Alright, next we've got the Jersey Countdown slash Keys to the Game presented by DNM Fence Company um, We're at 92 days today but we're going to count down from, from where our last show uh, left so we're going to do 94, 93, and 92 at 94, I'm going to go with Wes Brown, 97 tackles, 8 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks, 4-year letterman for the Vols. Um, also had a 20-yard, 25-yard interception for a touchdown against Vanderbilt. Corbin? Same thing, Wes Brown. Wes Brown. Also ran Wes Brown. Wes Brown for all. All right, number 93, I've got Xavier Mitchell. Defensive end uh, for Mississippi. He actually played in the Canadian Football League for a few years. And uh, he's the defensive coordinator at Clinton High School right now. Um, at least he was. I'm not sure if, if that's changed and, and you know since since I've last checked. Corbin, who you got for number 93? Sean Ellis. Sean Ellis, that's a Defen- good one. Defensive end. Old 98 championship team. 105 tackles all time. Had left NFL career. Got Sean Ellis as well. Like I said, ninety-eight to 01. Play defensive line. Did pretty good. You got like copy my notes before I come in. I probably have. 
No, one thing he's not copping, wearing that championship belt from nah. the door. Ah, 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 uh, ah. Number 92, I mean, let's just be honest here. Everybody's going to say Reggie White. If you don't, anyone else? If you don't, you're wrong. Um, honestly, probably my favorite player. Um, Reverend. The Reverend, baby. He'll just, just ream you on the field, and then he would uh, say a prayer for you afterward. Um, 6'5", 265 pounds. Um, he had the Tennessee career sack record forever, um, it seemed like, until Derek Barnett broke it, I believe, in 2015 or 16. Um, SEC Player of the Year, All-SEC, All-American, Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame. Two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. 2000 NFL Champion. Yeah, what wasn't that Super Bowl? He had, like, back-to-back sacks or something. Um to, to help seal the deal on that win. Um, just what a legend. Uh, you know, people people talk a lot, I mean, especially in basketball, but football as well. Like, um, if a player from back then can be relevant right now, mm-hmm. Reggie White will – there will never be a time <laughs> ever that Reggie White, you know, wouldn't be able to, to play in the game today. Um, do you all have anything else to add or do we cover it all? You think? I think they're going to make a 30 for 30 on Reggie White, I believe. I believe it's in progress right now. I really hope so. ESPN actually does a good job. Of they do a really good job on 30 I don't think 30s. there's enough Tennessee ones, but. Well, I've got that as a, a talking point coming up. Another show as well. Um, what? We're going to get in the questions here. Um, what are Tennessee's, Tennessee baseball's keys, um, you know, to the NCAA tournament in North Carolina? Got to hit. Got to play defense. Uh, fielding. Fielding. Can't get no errors. Pitching's got to be on point. And don't make no stupid decisions and hold on pitchers either. Yeah, I, I agree. And my, my biggest key for Tennessee is just to not get behind early. Um, we struggle a lot when we're down. You know, when we get down in the first or second inning, um, we can't let um, Fisher just bomb us and put two to three runs on the board early. Um like I said earlier, I'm pretty sure that we lead the SEC in errors. So that goes back to, to fielding and that type stuff. Um, because errors, you know, it's kind of like kind of like free throws in the NCAA, you know, basketball tournament. Um, they're going to get you beat. So Tennessee has more talent than all the teams um, in that little, you know, region or whatever. So I, I think that if we can get by Clemson, it should be pretty easy. Auburn. Yeah, I think I think we I think Tennessee goes as far as um the pitching staff takes us, in my opinion. I think we just get close to the tournament, but that's as far as we get. All right. Well that's a big thank you to DNM Fencing for sponsoring the Jersey Countdown slash keys to the game. When we get back, or right after these commercial breaks, we're gonna have our interview with uh, Jeremiah Crawford. And we will talk about that interview as soon as it as soon as it plays. Thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DM fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks. And they can install them things for you too. DM fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865. 865- 435-4515 or 
26. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. Hey y'all, it's the Vob Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the volunteer club. You should already be a member, but here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend, I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. What up, Vols fam? This is Tennessee offensive lineman Jeremiah Crawford. We're about to get Vols deep. All right, so I'm here with Tennessee left tackle Jeremiah Crawford, number 53, 6'5", 315 pounds. How you doing, Jeremiah? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on here. And uh, how's Grandma doing? (laughs) (laughs) She's been good, man. haven't been able to see my family for a little minute back in Kansas, so... Right. You guys see them down in our games. They're always up here supporting and checking me out every game day. So it was good. Yeah, I'm They're hoping I good. see you. I'm hoping I see you again. Little backstory: I ran into Jeremiah's grandma uh, in Miami at the Orange Bowl. We got pictures together, so I might be in like the family portrait album or something down there. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> never know, man. Obviously, coming awesome season, wins over Florida, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, just to name a few. Um, which win was your favorite, and why was it your favorite? Um, my, I'd say I have a couple of them, but, like, coming off the top of the head, obviously, Alabama, that game, man, everybody knows about Alabama. Like, it was right. an electric atmosphere. whole game, it was going – everybody was going crazy. I mean, of course – I know you've seen the clip. Most people have seen the clip of me throwing up. And oh, yeah. Ass, so. <laughs> yeah, I've got – That's that, like something I always hear about. Oh, yeah. that's – it's it's legendary, man. Um, You know, of course, yeah. I was there and in the game, you know, we, did, we didn't see that. But, I mean, as soon as, as soon as we get back home and it's all over Twitter <laughs> and, like – the throwing up part is funny, but just the way you like looked at him and you're yeah. just like, you know, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, that it just it was awesome. You know, did did the reaction just happen, you know, like after you threw up or yeah, I mean after that everybody just I didn't even expect it to be like camera perfectly like behind me over my shoulder, but oh yeah, it, it was perfectly remember, yeah, I remember me throwing up and hearing like that left side of the stadium because we were headed down towards that end zone like the whole left side of that they were like oh <laughs> i heard a few of our section. Like, yeah Did well, it- the byron the new lineman across from me he's uh-huh. like oh he's like he's like you a nasty you a nasty dude <laughs> I was like, that's oh. what i was about to so ask that's yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to ask if any of them had anything to to say about it. Yeah, that Alabama win, it was just it was just insane. And I'm I'm hoping that we can do the same thing yeah. when uh when Kirby brings the the dogs up here. Yeah, we will, man. We will. Definitely. Uh, I, but I the Alabama game and and I'd say down there at Clemson, whenever in Miami, uh we play Clemson. 
that was another game that I thought probably like one of my favorites. Just just being in that atmosphere, like um, Florida, and being around, like seeing how our like our people are vol vol fam, how they traveled and everything. Like it was crazy to me. Like I really right. like throughout the season, I seen the dedication and then really just everybody showing up, and that was crazy. So yeah, we I like seen, that too. Uh... That was one of the things, like, obviously, we was going to see a lot of orange, but, I mean, it was probably, mm. like, 75, 25, 80, 20, you know, as far know, as the, the right shade of orange. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Every time every time the Vol fan comes through, they, they travel good, like, at LSU. Let's say that is another one of my favorites. Like, seeing us break or us take over LSU. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. So... Yeah, that was I like awesome. that also. My yeah. favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. LSU. As soon as we walked in, of course, we got greeted by a few of them. But that's the first thing they said is is you know talking about how well we traveled, and um, yeah, man, like even like when it when y'all ran out, there was some booze, but you couldn't even hear. I mean, you could <laughs> barely hear the intercom. Mm-hmm. Just everybody singing Rocky Top, and I mean, all the LSU people. Of course, LSU they're known for. Um, you know, supposed to have the most rowdy environment. And I mean, you all immediately just just shut them up. So that that was awesome. What's up, man? What's up, you uh, love this see? Oh yeah. Um, which tradition, Tennessee tradition would be your favorite? Um, you know, like Rocky Top, the Vol Walk, running through the tea. Um which which yeah. one's your favorite? I'll say I love I love all the traditions here. It's like yeah not matched by any other school and it's just crazy but like my top tradition would probably be running through the tea okay like volwalk close like it right there so like running through the tea i remember just like every time i run through the tea i think of back when i was at like junior college or high school football just like how far i came really right so like it's hundred hundred thousand people in kneeling and like I don't know. Not too long ago, a few years ago, I was like at BG Stadium in El Dorado, Kansas. Like nobody knows where that is. And right, that's but, but probably like right. two hundred people max. Yeah, Butler. So it's yeah. probably like two hundred people max, and like kind of just reminds me running through the tee, like how far I came and like how much this stuff has changed for me. So that's right. like a so real moment to me. Yeah, them and then stories like the are... ball walk. Yeah, yeah. You know, Oh, you're yeah. Them stories are awesome. Just, I mean, obviously you're good enough to play at this level, but like, you know, I learned a while back. You know, it's all kind of about opportunity, and you know, I just yeah, definitely. I just think it's awesome to. I mean, you were you know a top junior college prospect, but yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. awesome to you know see see you kind of tran- transition through everything. Hundred um, percent, man. Do the fans? Well, I'd say that other one. Uh-huh. Say it again. Oh, you, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about the bull walk. Okay. Like that. We asked to have like this little miniature version of that basically when I was at junior college. Uh-huh. So it would be like uh, the grizzly walk is what we called it. Okay. So we'd have like, I don't know, probably be like 100 fans standing out like on a little sidewalk. And we'd all right. just walk through the sidewalk, giving them high fives. So like seeing that too, it's like a – Another transition for me. Like, right. Showing me how far I came, really. 
Well, yeah, ain't done yet, man. Got to keep working. Oh, yeah. There's Now, do you have two years of eligibility left? I actually have one year. I've one, okay. This next season, yeah, I'm gone. So, okay. The COVID, that all that whole thing yeah. gets me messed up. But Messed up everybody's eligibility. We gave them next year, confused everything. So, Did that. Yeah. How much do the fans fire you up? Like, how much do you feed – feed off the fans i mean like we come out there like we bring our own energy what we always say we, right. we're gonna bring our own energy and hype each other up but like when you run out to hundred thousand screaming fans then like of course it's gonna you're gonna feel something in your blood man it like right. it hypes you up it gets you <laughs> it's really like i can't even put words to describe it honestly like it's like nothing i ain't never experienced nothing like it before but right. it just really gets you going, and like you love it. So ain't nothing yep. like you like always, it, man. I've always wondered, you know, what what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're down there in the middle of it all, it's like crazy. You can't. Oh, yeah. It's always like you got to learn to try and like tune it out. That's how loud everybody gets. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back in um, it had been 2015 against Oklahoma. There was this. People from Oklahoma just literally putting their fingers in their ears. Um, uh, <laughs> you know how loud that it yeah, is. Yeah, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about that. What can what can Tennessee fans expect out of Jeremiah Crawford this year? Man, I'm telling you, uh, this year Tennessee fans can expect me to come here and work my ass off, like I've been doing. They're gonna expect a great offense and a great defense. Like all the boys, we've been putting in work. I'm getting getting better, and you can tell like it's just a a mindset that we all have of, towards getting better and like one specific goal. So we all are getting better in our where we need to get better at. We're worrying about like our responsibilities, nothing else. So we're all working towards that similar goal. It's going to be a good outcome. Darnell, Darnell, right? He's a dude, man. Uh, he's like one of those guys that when I first got up here, I was kind of trying to figure out who, like, I'm a new guy. So, yeah, I want to see how, like, some of these guys here that have been here playing. And, like, instantly I had to see, like, Darnell, how he moves, how he plays. Like, yeah, it was, you you could tell he was different. But <clears throat> one thing, Darnell, I would say he taught me a lot about, like, my pass protection and just getting good angles, like, on blocks and where my hand placement is and stuff. Like, I picked up a lot of that stuff that he had brought me and taught me that. So we sit and talk about, like, O-line technique. And after he got drafted, we sat here and we were talking about him going to Chicago here soon and just, like, all the O-line, like, specifics about it. But Darnell, man, he's a mastermind about, like, all this O-line stuff. So He's got a little humor, too. Say it again. I said he's got a little humor too that kind of pops out every now and then. Yeah, he definitely he definitely gives a character, man. He's a character. Have he's you fun. does does he have a name for the I think it was a Kentucky game that I seen it in pass block. He took like three steps with his left leg before his right leg ever touched the ground. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about his little Pass uh, when he passed pro. Yeah, like, man, like skipping midair. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would see that stuff him do it all the time in practice. Like, that's one of the things. Like, he's getting out so quick, like, off the snap of the ball. It's like he hears it and it's boom, like, explodes out. And you really don't even need to touch his outside foot to the ground. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's something also that I, yeah. Just learning to get out of like the, mm -hmm. yeah, learning to get out of like your stance that quick. Crazy. Right. Yeah, it's 40 time, man. Like, he was flying on that. It kind of shows you how explosive he is and, like, how quick he moves. Like, once he hears, like, the Hennon or Joe clap, he's like, it's just like that. He'll explode <laughs> out of there. That's one yeah. thing, like, I'm trying to get better at, just like he's he talking about. Like, getting hearing that and just, boom, getting out there, like, quick, real quick, and getting in your stance. So, right. Yeah. No, man, he's going to be a dog. Oh, yeah, he's going to make himself a, a real good living. And I I think that he's going to be probably the most successful first-round pick, in my opinion, as far as NFL oh, career. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, uh, hey, I appreciate you, man. And, All right, uh, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on here. All right. That was Jeremiah Crawford, Tennessee's starting left tackle. Uh very cool interview. I liked it. Um, I thought he did a good job, buddy. I appreciate you. What do you what uh, What do you think, Corbin? Glad he came on the show. Yeah, it's it's a he's our first uh, guest interview. He's yeah. first one to go time. balls deep. He's he went first balls, one to go balls deep. deep. And he appre- and very appreciative of the Tennessee fan base. That that story you told about the ball walk, his junior college. That's pretty cool. Yeah, going from you know a hundred fans to. Probably seventy thousand, you know, um, you know, at the ball walk. That's crazy. Um, what do you think about him saying that uh, that Georgia's going down? Tennessee's doing the same thing to Georgia that they did to Alabama. I love it. I, I appreciate it. it. Like you gotta, you gotta have that mindset. I you love, know? yeah, I love the mindset. Uh, you know. And then he also said, "We bring the fans, bring the energy, but the team brings energy." Their own energy to the field. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I love that as well. Um, because it is it is a team effort. Like, they got to bring energy to just as much as we do. Right. Yeah, I'm super, super fired up about that. Um, I, yeah, I love the confidence. Um, that throw-up move, Spanky, you ought to use that in wrestling, man. I know, man. That that might suck some people out, but they'd get pissed. Throw up in the ring. I mean... You do what you want for. Tell me you're scared of Joe. Yeah, well, you know you can't piss off the, the big boss. But I ain't, I ain't scared. Of it's a whole new conversation, but Joe Kazana Promotions. Kazana, look, they get all pissy with Kazana. They, they, they don't. The operation don't run without Spanky. I know. We, we um, ain't gonna get. I mean, we can all agree we're we're super fired up about Jeremiah Crawford. Super fired up about Tennessee football this year. Um, we're going to bring you some more great interviews, uh, hopefully hopefully all season long, and hopefully when football season starts, we can get some basketball players and, and vice versa. People, but we need sponsors. You want these interviews? We, we need sponsors. We, we need you. We do need a big sponsor for uh, for our interviews. So Look, we, people, look, this stuff We haven't really cheap. tried hard, but we're going we're gonna to branch out to, to Knoxville and see what we can This we can stuff ain't cheap, people. If you want some of the best quality content out there, if you want to get down and dirty and balls deep, look, we need some 
sponsor. Soak us up. We need a Vols Deep sponsor. That is correct. Next, we've got Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. We'll be right back. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. Next, we've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge. I'll pick five crazy stories. Uh, I'll give the headline, and then Spanky and Corbin will guess which state that it went in and, uh, and kind of the reason and why that they think it's that state. Um, starting off, man arrested for assaulting girlfriend with fried chicken. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. I'm going to go with... Alabama, because I've heard some stories about their fried chicken. I think, like, no, it's Ole Miss that's got the chicken on the stick. Um, I'm going to go with Alabama. They got a bucket. Going with Alabama. They got a bucket. They got a bucket. <laughs> Corbin? Uh, Alabama. I'll take, uh, taking Florida. St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida. That's right. That's why I'm the champ. I, I think most of these Did, are going to be Florida because them Florida people are crazy. They are crazy. Juwan Brown was arguing with his girlfriend and it turned violent. 23-year-old Brown stomped his girlfriend's foot, threw a piece of fried chicken at the victim, striking her on the left side of her face and breaking her glasses. Uh, the victim goes on to say that she was also assaulted in the past by this man while she was pregnant. Surprise, surprise. Damn, that's sour note. Yeah. All right, number two. 27-year-old woman found naked inside of high school boys' locker room. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Were they kin? (laughs) Don't say in the details. But, I mean, if if it was Alabama... If it was kin, it's Alabama. they're, They're used to that. Let's... How old was the girl? 27 years old. So, I mean, she she could have still been in high school, technically, in Alabama. Yeah. If, that, if that's where you're going with it. So, high school, 27. Stated, it ain't going to be Florida. It's too hot to be doing all that. I'll go with Georgia. They they seem like they got a track record of cougars. Cougars? <laughs> Corbin knows a little thing about a cougar. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Corbin, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other? I'll go with Alabama. Corbin is right again. Gadsden, Alabama. 27-year-old woman uh, was found in high school boys' locker room taking a bath in the sink. Jamie Fitz set school security alarms off at Gadsden High School in Alabama. When police went to investigate, they heard a loud growling noise coming from the bathroom. They found the woman sitting in the sink growling while she was taking a bath. Um, oh. How she got into the school is still unknown. So, yeah, I mean. He must be one of the people that identifies a cat or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Corbin is 2-0. and oh. um, The third one, 
Woman calls 911 because of dizziness, then shoots at the paramedics and steals the ambulance. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Spank. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Georgia. Georgia ain't won one yet, so let's do Georgia. You said Florida, Corbin? Yeah. Oh, didn't get that one. Birmingham, Alabama. Boom! Woman calls 911 because of dizziness, then shoots at paramedics, steals an ambulance. Woman was picked up by ambulance at Birmingham, Shuttlesworth International Airport. She then pulled out a gun, firing three shots inside of the ambulance, and uh, the rescuers were able to get out, and uh, I guess they let her have her joy ride. Why doesn't anything exciting happen like she this around fun. us? Around, like, yeah. This... Like, we don't get no excited we just We're liking the mess. <laughs> I, I guess the mess makes us feel. I don't know. All right. Woman thrown in jail for possession of SpaghettiOs. I'm going to go Florida on that one. I don't. There must have been something in the SpaghettiOs. Corbin? Corbin is right again. That's right. Um, That's why I'm the heavyweight champ over here. Still got one loss. Gainesville, Georgia. 23-year-old Ashley Huff was riding passenger when her friend was pulled over for a routine traffic stop. They searched Huff's bag and found a spoon. It was dirty because she said she recently ate SpaghettiOs. Officers conducted a field test that apparently came back positive for methamphetamine. She remained in jail for two months until lab results came back, and results revealed she was actually guilty of possession of SpaghettiOs. I'd be pissed. I'd be suing. I'd be suing the shit oh, out yeah. of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah, I'd get some money off that. One, I'm kind of worried, like, what are they putting in SpaghettiOs? Yeah. And then two, like, how, like... How did it take two months to figure that out? I'm not sure. Like, what kind of field test equipment are the officers having? I bet she raised cane up at that jailhouse. I know I would. Yeah, I'd be suing. And number five, man breaks into multiple women's houses to tell them he respects them on National Women's Day. Well, hey, I... What a gentleman. Yeah, what a gentleman. gentleman. I'm going forward on that one, and I appreciate that. Yep. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other... Florida? Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. This one is actually other. My first other. This happened in St. Louis, Missouri. I could see that. Um, there was yeah. an other luck. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, he said other. Yeah, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Your head other. got too big winning that damn belt. Now hey, you hey, didn't even he's listen. He's still three, three and two there. Still got two losses. Still the heavyweight yeah. champ over here. I mean, at least he was respectful about it. Yeah, it was. All right, that was Florida, Alabama, Georgia, presented by C&D Tire in Oak Ridge. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5-star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, Hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. He's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. 
Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. We're going to close out today's show. Uh, what did y'all think about it today? That was a good show today. Good show, test. Test beta number two, number breaking two. out the things. I, like I think I think it was a lot smoother than the first one. Hopefully the audio's better. Um, we're too deep in this, man. We we're get, we got we're both the, <laughs> we got both the vols deep in it. Tonight. I know, man. Yeah, we there's got. People, there's people outside hanging on the rafters watching our show. What was y'all's man? favorite part tonight? Probably the interview. Interview. Interview's interview. cool. Interview's yeah, I liked, uh, I don't know, just good talking points, I, I think. And hopefully uh, when we go back and edit, everything's good to go. The uh, top ten college football environments are really good. Yeah, I like that. I like talking, um, you know, SEC quarterbacks. That was pretty yeah. cool. And I like, uh, didn't didn't really have much controversy tonight, but I do like seeing you all battle it out. Over, now, you ain't going to have it questions. all the time, but when it comes, it comes. When it comes. It makes for good, good video. All right, well, thanks to all our sponsors. Uh, I'm looking for about two or three more. And, um, yeah, we'll see y'all probably. We'll see We'll see you when you see you. Yeah, probably like Wednesday, next Wednesday or something. All right, see y'all. See you. Get balls deep. Balls deep.